Welcome to the Radio 191 FM podcast. 2021 was a monumental year in summary for New Zealand's battle against AIDS and HIV. The number of people diagnosed with HIV in Aotearoa dipped to its yearly lowest since 2001, with a 51% drop in cases from the average of the previous five years. In May of this year, a spokesperson for the Ministry of Health told news publication Stuff, we are tracking well to meet international goals to eliminate local HIV transmission. Decreasing infections, particularly among men who have sex with men who live in New Zealand, is a great achievement towards achieving health equity. Earlier this month, the AIDS Foundation celebrated its first full year with no AIDS-related deaths recorded in New Zealand. In acknowledgement of this milestone, the Foundation has announced it will be renamed to reflect the broad range of services it provides now that AIDS cases and death rates have significantly declined since the Foundation's establishment in 1985. The Foundation, which has been renamed the Burnett Foundation, elected in elected the new title in memory of and tribute to Bruce Burnett, AIDS prevention pioneer and the Foundation's co-founder. We are now joined by AIDS epidemiology group leader Dr Sue McAllister to discuss the decline we have been seeing in AIDS cases and deaths across the country. Kia ora Sue. Kia ora Kaya. Thanks, thanks very much for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Could you please briefly describe the difference between a sexually transmitted infection, such as HIV, and a sexually transmitted disease, such as AIDS? Yeah, good question, because I think it is something that um, people do get a wee bit mixed up with. Um, So HIV is the virus, um, and most people, if they um, get HIV, they will be tested early, they will have what's called a CD4 count, which is a, an indication of their immune status. So their CD4 count, if they're diagnosed, tested and diagnosed early, it will be quite high, sitting at around over 500. If they're not diagnosed early, then people can have that CD4 count can, can decline and then they can get what's known as an AIDS um, defining illness. So AIDS is really the late stage of HIV. And really now in New Zealand and actually a lot of the world, um, most people are not getting AIDS. Um, That's something that in the 80s and the early 90s when there was no treatment, um, people were being diagnosed with HIV and then progressing very quickly to an AIDS-defining illness and more often than not actually dying from AIDS. Now with really good treatments, really good testing, people with HIV, with the virus, can actually live quite a long, normal lifespan um, without ever getting AIDS or from dying from AIDS. So things have changed quite considerably over the years. So that's the difference. The AIDS is very much late stage of HIV and it's usually because of a late diagnosis of HIV. The decline in diagnosed cases of AIDS in Aotearoa has been relatively drastic over the past few years. Cases per year averaged up of upwards of 150 for almost 20 years prior to 2019, while in 2021 just 67 people were diagnosed with AIDS. Factors like COVID-19 lockdowns could be partially responsible for this dip, limiting interactions which might transmit the disease. However, it is also important to address testing rates. How did 2021's testing rates, in comparison to diagnostic statistics, compare to previous year's testing rates? 
Yeah, so again, another good question. I think, yeah, it's really important to, to really be clear what we're talking about, that the decline that we've seen over the last um, two to three years has been in HIV, some people being diagnosed with HIV rather than AIDS. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, really good news that since the peak um, in 2016, there has been continuous decline. Um, so last year, there was um, 67 people diagnosed with HIV in New Zealand, and that was down from 98 in the previous year. So there was a 32% decline, and that's just continued to, to, to decline since 2016. Testing rates... Um, we're not able to completely get a full picture of that, but it would seem that that's not the major thing that's impacted on those um, lower lower numbers of people being diagnosed with HIV. COVID undoubtedly was had an impact in the last two years, um, but also there's been considerable changes in prevention methods available to people with um, to prevent HIV. So. For many, many years, all that was really available was um, condoms. That's changed quite a lot um, more recently. So there's now um, what's known as PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. So people who are at increased risk of getting HIV can take this tablet once a day to uh, prevent them getting HIV. So that's a really major breakthrough. And the other thing um, that's changed more recently is with Increased testing and getting on to treatment, we now have what's called U equals U or undetectable equals untransmissible. So if someone is diagnosed early with HIV and they get on to treatment, then their what's called their viral load is very, very low, it's undetectable, and therefore they actually can't transmit the virus to sexually to their partners. So that's a really good breakthrough. So there's now a combination of different prevention measures, and I think that's been one of the major impacts rather than the testing rates. In 2021, television miniseries It's a Sin aired overseas in England and became available on TVNZ for free viewing. The drama, which amassed record viewing numbers for the channel, coincided with British HIV Testing Week. The Terence Higgins Trust of England reported a significant spike in HIV tests ordered in a single day following the premiere of It's a Sin, with 8,200 tests ordered compared to the Trust's previous daily record of 2,800. Do you think a focus on producing media like It's a Sin could support destigmatisation of HIV and education on testing and what to look for? Yeah, that that, um, television series... And it's just an amazing series and a, uh, just amazing insight and a reminder, I think, of what it was really like for um, men and women who were diagnosed with, with AIDS back in the 80s and 90s. And I think it's really important to remember that that whole stigma and discrimination around HIV actually does still exist today. And while it maybe is not quite as, as bad as what's depicted in that series, um, we um, did a study a couple of years ago um, and interviewed almost 200 people who are living with HIV, and around a third of them reported experienced stigma and discrimination in the previous 12 months. 
Um, and and around this third reported some kind of internalised stigma, so feeling guilty, feeling worthless, feeling dirty. So I think for us that was a real indication that stigma and discrimination does still exist. Um, so anything that can happen, anything that we can do, like this TV series or anything to reduce that stigma and discrimination is really, really valuable and important. The newly renamed Burnett Foundation describes changing its name to reflect the, reflect the broad range of services it provides. It provides, however, there is certainly a there is certainly a historically harmful stigma attached to the term AIDS. What impact do you think dissociating from the word AIDS might have for the foundation? Could it support a less stigma? Sig- a less, could it support a less stigmatized and subsequently less intimidating name? perhaps increase testing rates? Yeah, another really good question, Kaya. Um, the, the name Burnett Foundation, I think the AIDS, the AIDS Foundation, formerly the AIDS Foundation, they've been working over the last couple of years to really think about the name change and what best reflects both the history of the New Zealand AIDS Foundation and not forgetting what has gone before in terms of all the real, really strong pioneers that we've had working in this field, but also to really reflect what they are currently doing and their whole um, gamut of work that they're doing in prevention and early testing. Um, so I think the name change is, is really welcome. I think AIDS, the word AIDS is still very stigmatising and it, it, it creates perhaps a, a lot of fear in people. Um, so it's, it's a great thing that they've been able to do in changing their name and, and really going forward and thinking about um, the focus over the next few years of elimination, actually, of HIV in New Zealand. So we're always going to have people living with HIV in New Zealand, but to eliminate new transmissions is the goal of the HIV sector. And I think this name change, removing stigma, removing discrimination, all of those things really work towards that. The stigma around age, AIDS and HIV diagnoses can make testing a very intimidating process. Where can people turn for testing and support if they're concerned about having contracted an STI or developed an STD? Yeah, so there's various um, ways that people can get tested and I think the thing that you mentioned there as well is about other STI, sexually transmitted infections, it's really important to remember that, that HIV is, is not the only one, that syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia are also very prevalent in New Zealand. So places like um, this uh, sexual health clinics throughout New Zealand, uh, local um, general practitioner. Um, the other way is to go onto the Burnett Foundation website and order a home test. Um, so that's, that's another way that if people are perhaps um, not prepared or a little bit worried perhaps about going to a sexual health clinic or to their own GP, then that's certainly available, um, the home testing kits online. And that's not just for HIV, but also for the other STIs. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.